0: Hey, damn guys, welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with.
1: Harvey Loveless. I'm Danielle.
0: Hey, damn guys, what's up? What's up? We're hanging out here. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And here's Danielle. She's going to tell you all about oh, it. Oh, no.
1: Well, first we're going to read a thing. And then we're – well, first we're going to tell you what we're going to read. And then you're going to read it. And we're going to read it, too. And then you're going to listen it. We're going to talk about it. And then – so you're going to listen to us talk about what we read. And then you, you're going to talk about what we talked about when we were talking about what we read. And that's <laughs> a hey, <you> damn guys. <laughs> and you're going to send us an email or, or go on social media and leave a comment or something like that. I, feel I hate that. like such a fucking dick (laughs) right now and then we're gonna read what you talked about when you were talking about what we talked about when we were reading the thing and then that's a book club and that's friendship friendship
0: lots of friendship
1: and that's it's friendship and a book club back to you john
0: ah thank you amazing as always so good I got some shouts-outs for this week. shouts out! shouts out! Yeah, I want to shouts-outs to Peter Winthrop.
1: Oh, geez, Peter Winthrop. Book Club member. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he said, hey, you damn guys, glad you're doing another podcast.
1: Is it Winthrop or Winthrop?
0: I, I don't know. Let us know, Peter. Let us
1: know. Let's do some pronunciation corner.
0: He said, I have tried to listen to other fan podcasts, and they are just really negative and hyperbolic about it. <laughs> it made me appreciate your podcast more. Even when it's something you don't like, you simply say, I don't like this because reasons. Not... This is the fucking worst. This is a
1: right. thousand like, percent you fucking know, it, shit. It wasn't for me, but I can see how if you like it, that's fine. Like, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much yeah. our deal. That's about as negative as we go. Oh, even I,
2: when you I really shows like that too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> even when you really don't like something, you allow other people can like it or be done for a reason. Sure. Yeah. Keep podcasting. Oh, Aww. Thank Aww. you, Peter. Yeah, thank thank I appreciate so it. You know, it's man. really
1: interesting that you say that because, like, right before we started recording, we had like a little conversation where I was talking to Aubrey about like the thing that we were talking about. Well, oh, this might not necessarily be my thing, but I'd love to hear your. I'd love to bounce that off you and hearing his perspective on it gave me kind of a new perspective on it. So that's why it's a book club, yeah. and so go. that's why, in the spirit of book club and friendship, we we do try to keep an even keel and it also gave me ah another sure. And so yeah. it's like it's not necessarily like we're trying to bring anyone down or, you know, he's trying to insist that it's it's just that we're we're sharing these perspectives, and I think that that's more productive yeah, and people get yeah, more out of it sure. and that's why that's why you have a book club and not yeah, sure. just a yelling fest of <laughs> <laughs> whatever
2: yeah i um i avoid you know podcasts or youtube channels like that like sure. the plague because I don't want to sit there listening to somebody be negative, for right? Now sometimes 20, things are sincerely minutes.
1: bad. Okay, yeah, no, but... things
2: are sincerely bad, but I don't want to hear like you know, sure. uh, right, you right, know. right. I'd rather hear you tell me why you think it's sincerely bad. Yeah, you know? think... unless
1: you're really funny, in which case I'll listen to you yeah. talk about why. But I mean, it's something. just like
2: I don't, I don't like, I don't like things, I don't like mean. No, stuff. we don't like mean yeah. things.
1: Yeah, we don't like that.
0: I think even when we make when we make fun of something, or like when well, we had the Thanksgiving episode where we did Scarlet Witch. Oh that was fun, right, and, well, you know, that was even. Of a certain era too. Even that is like yeah, it's, it's, done, in, it's done in, in good, good, fun. good fun. and, yes. and, and it's yeah. done with a love for the art, and we still pointed out plenty of things in that issue that we liked. Oh, well, yeah. we had
2: a good time. You know, so, yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't. It's I about
1: wasn't, having a good time, right? It is. That's <laughs> true.
2: Sometimes you got to make fun of the eighties. <laughs> Sometimes you got to. Well, the eighties. <laughs> I love yeah. them. I love them. Yeah, well, that's why I started reading comics.
1: Yes. So,
0: awesome. Some
2: goofy ass shit
1: in there. <laughs> some goofy ass shit in there.
0: In case you missed us last week, we had a great episode over at the Hellboy Book Club. So you can check out that podcast. Um, I'll link it in the show notes. We're going to start, in the next couple weeks, we're going to start going back and forth between the the shows. So, you know, I I hope that if you're not listening to that show already, that you can come over and check that out, too. If you're not a fan of the Hellboy comics, you should. hang out with us. Yeah, you should. You should totally read them. Just put it on
1: and hang out with us. Yeah, Yeah. it's great.
0: All right, and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener
1: Listener
3: Feedback.
2: feedback. Get out.
0: Regarding the Silver Surfer out, episode that we had a couple weeks back, Ross Radke said... Ross Radke. Book club member. That's right. He said, This has to be one of the greatest comic book runs of all time. So Nuff said. Good. Nice. It's so good. Nuff yeah, said. I'm so glad. Yeah. Nuff so said. We're going to be coming back to Silver Surfer in the next couple weeks. So, yes. yeah, I'm excited oh, to put I'm that so episode excited. together.
1: It's going to be um, great. Here's the Hayden Orr. Oh, right <laughs> all right. We got a Hey You Damn Guys from Hayden Orr.
2: Hayden Orr. Book club that's member right. and co host on the last and episode. If, that's if, you were, right. if you checked that out, that he was, was great on that episode. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Hayden. That was awesome.
1: All right, uh, Norse says, great episode, you Flarkin plorps. <laughs> I hadn't read this series before this episode, and now I'm so glad I finally did check it out. The Silver Surfer has always been on my radar, but he's not a character I will intentionally set out to read, unless there's a writer or artist attached that I really like. But I'm looking forward to continuing to read the series with you guys. Yes. Yes. Damn, guys. Also, after reading this, I was casually looking into other surfer stories to check out. And while I knew the surfer fought Dracula at one point, he fought a Dracula?
2: (laughs) Probably in the 70s or
0: so. Yeah, I don't know if I'm familiar with that. I'll have to check that out.
1: Okay. I didn't even realize there's an older issue where a descendant of Victor Frankenstein used the cosmic energy from the surfer to create a sort of bizarro version of Norin. Marvel stuff in the 70s. Okay, wow. Oh, wow. So there's a, there are silver stories apparently involving both Frankenstein and a Dracula so both a Frankenstein and a Dracula
0: we're gonna have to pull those out for Halloween we'll time check or those something. out yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you
1: don't know about that because you're like the biggest silver surfer fan that I know
0: I know but I have so, gaps in there right because on. like I've just barely started to go back and read all the Jack Kirby Steve Buscema stuff okay I mostly did the 90s stuff so I don't know I might have missed out on some of that okay some of that so well uh,
1: I'm glad that, that Hayden or book club member was here to let us know about that so we'll have to we'll have to dig into that yeah
2: i guess like the stuff from Surfer that i've read is um the stuff fall through the infinity gauntlet yeah okay, yeah and there then um he pops up in the annihilation wave <clears throat> storylines which was really good um but other than that like it's just like maybe here or there he'll pop up in a comic and so like i read the stanley mobius thing yeah oh, oh. man that's a good one yeah um, that's a really good i want to do that yeah but, man i really Really need to read more Surfer, and this Surfer was really good. Yeah. We also got a Hey You Damn guys from Drew
1: Campbell. Drew Campbell.
2: Book Club member. Oh, yeah. Love this episode. Like John, I'm a huge Alred fan, and the two Mikes, Mignola and Alred, have been in my top two favorite comic creators pretty much since I discovered them, which was around the same time. To me, to me. Mike Alred has such a strong artistic identity that everything he works on, even when written by different writers, feels like a genuine Mike Alred trademark creation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does.
1: Well, I wonder how much of that is he collaborates with the artists that he works right. oh, with. He collaborates with the writers that he works with, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. But
2: yeah. Um, this book is no exception. It is a perfect mix of the. Pop art kookiness Existential angst Comic sci-fi fun And unabridged joy and hope That define pretty much All of his work And the Don Greenwood Norin Rad relationship Might be my favorite Fictional character relationship In any medium Oh wow I'm so Same glad one. to hear How much Aubrey And especially Danielle Loved these first few issues <laughs> And I can't wait for you guys To cover the rest Awesome Yeah Yeah I
1: was pumped about it
2: Drew also said Oh and Benny Decker Book club member Is my new hero Anyone who can adapt a song About my favorite music artist the beach boys into a song about one of my favorite comic runs is an absolute winner in my book
1: yes excellent yes very
2: good awesome benny decker yes that's right he gets a
0: shout out very good club member we also heard from jules oliveros jules oliveros
2: book club member
1: yeah
0: he said glad to hear danielle's back i have to say danielle's passion for movies in the listener feedback (laughs) section oozes out of her voice and out of the speakers so much you guys should have a regular movie talk segment (laughs) Or launch another movie club podcast or something. We've been talking about well, so doing that. I feel yes. like we would
1: just include movies under the book club. Like it's a book club that sometimes does movies. Yeah. In the book club. But it's I do want. But do I that. do
0: want to start another. Sure. I, God, I, I do want to do another show where we just talk about stuff like that. But I don't know.
1: Let's keep it under the book club umbrella, though. Let's keep it in this sh- same show. Okay. I think the book club members would would yeah. do fine with it's a movie this time. Okay. okay. What say you? Yes. What say you? Send us a hey, damn guys. And that's very sweet though i appreciate that <laughs> and it doesn't also
2: have to be comic book movies either or superhero it could movies. be whatever yeah, we yeah. want yeah.
1: Act at this point i feel like it's just whatever
0: oh and he also said p.s that silver surfer intro song is gold yes. and it had me in stitches it's good stuff nice. it's really another good shout stuff. out to benny decker benny
1: that was decker, great good job member. you're killing it over here i do love movies that is true <laughs> i do love fucking movies. you do
0: though. love talking about movies Man. that's good
1: I love talking over movies. Yes. I love talking through a movie. Well,
0: see, that's the show that I want to do. I want to do a show that's called... This was my idea for a no show. No one wants to hear let me we talk this. through a movie. Let, well, this is what it's called. Danielle won't let you watch this movie. I won't let you watch that's it. That's what the show would be called. I will not let you watch that movie. The, the show would be called Danielle Won't Let You Watch TV or I something like that. I won't let you. And it would be like a TV show or a movie and you're just...
1: I'm talking through it. I'm rewinding to look at a thing that I like again
0: oh my god okay oh man we also had some feedback on our baltimore episode with wes oh shit hayden norr said nor book club member yeah he's back so i cut in that clip from uh parks and rec i was trying to explain it to you and you didn't get the reference so hayden or references it here he says uh you spy on me straight to hell craving chocolate hell insulting my beard believe it or not straight to hell we have the best christians because of hell Great episode, you damn guys, and great job, Wes.
1: Straight to jail, believe it or not. <laughs> straight to jail.
0: Right to jail, right away. The story is very gruesome on the whole. Baltimore is way gory and serious than most of the Hellboy books. This can be a bit of a turnoff for some, but I think it really helps the book feel out its horror imagery and bleak tone. But it's not for everyone. Also, I love the fucked up nightmare bone chapel that Ben Stenbeck draws oh, in Haggis' flashback. Crazy. We were talking about that, and I was like, what does this mean? I want to know more about this. He said, I don't know for sure, but I believe Stenbeck was possibly inspired by the Polish painter Zadislaw Beksinski." Polish
1: painters are dope as hell. Uh,
0: he has abstract paintings, and the shape and the texture look very similar. Yeah. And so he linked some of those images. Yeah. I'll, I'll okay. share them on our social media because they look almost exactly like um, that bone chapel thing. And then Drew Campbell c- commented on that. Book Club member. Yeah. He said, uh, hey, Nora, you are correct. Ben Stenbeck posted on his Instagram a couple weeks ago and awesome. confirmed the Beksinski inspiration. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. Very That's cool. awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I can't believe I didn't get that reference either. So I'll have to post those side by side. Yeah, please. Um, so you can check that out. That was really cool. I love that. Thank you so much. We also heard from Jerry
2: Turnbull. Jerry Turnbull. Book Club member. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: So on that uh, Baltimore thing, uh, there was that evil... Hitler guy, right. remember there was like the Hitler avatar for the uh, Baltimore universe in the vampires 80. <laughs> right? Uh, but he called he talked about Ultima Thule. We didn't know what that meant. Jerry Turnbull said that's the mythic homeland of the Aryan people. There was a real life Thule society in Germany oh. after World War One. And Cronin was also a member in the Hellboy comics.
3: Disgusting! Oh wow! So,
0: uh, so, so there's some historical fiction there. We also heard from Mark Tweedow. Mark Twedell, book club member,
2: mm-hmm. sometimes co-host. Yeah, all around great guy. Yeah,
0: Friendship. we love him. In the outerverse, they don't just punch Nazis; they eat them. Damn straight.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Ugh, I just
0: a Nazi. How I feel
1: about that, actually.
0: And then, uh, so we were talking about Breakfast Talk. And we we're talking about how uh, Mark said that he only eats a banana for breakfast, but oh, then right. he always posts those awesome yeah. things on Instagram. Oh yeah! And we were like talking about that. He said um, those pictures on Instagram are not breakfast; they are brunch. Ooh, I see. Okay. okay. More like a lunch. Yeah. Breakfast Brisbane for lunch. Brisbane does amazing brunch. All mm. other meals are eclipsed by our brunch game.
2: All right. All right.
0: There you go. I can we'll deal
1: ha- with that.
2: I'll have to go try that out one so day. So a
0: banana <laughs> for breakfast and then an awesome brunch. That no, I think awesome.
1: it's probably either or, isn't it? Like I would assume so. You oh, have a okay. banana when you're like, I'm on my way to work. But then if it's like, I woke up late because I have the day off, I go to brunch. Ah,
0: yeah. Yeah? yeah. No? Yeah. Let's do some brunch. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's have a brunch podcast. What is brunch? What is brunch? <laughs> off oh, we haven't talked about pickles yet. <laughs> that's <sighs> the, that's going to be the fifth podcast. All right. Yeah, we're only
1: like 20 years too late on that trend. <sighs>
0: and now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. But before we do that, Benny Decker, book club member, Benny
1: he's Decker, back. book club member. Oh, yeah.
2: club members hear me roar with comics too good to ignore and i know too much to go back and pretend cause we've seen omni man before he left those bodies on the floor nolan's never gonna work with them again
0: oh yes i'm wise but it's wisdom
3: born of pain Yes, I've paid the price, but look how much I've gained. If I have to, I
2: can read anything. I'm a friend. I'll read Invincible. I'm a book club member. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was amazing. Super cute. Oh, wow. So good. Thank you so much, Vane Decker. Are adorable. Just every week. I love
2: really good
3: (laughs) they're so great
2: take it away aubrey all right guys this week we are back in invincible we're reading issues 9 through 13 awesome little recap here mark and william go to go on a college tour william finds out that mark is invincible he discovers that rex (laughs) is cheating on her with duplicate uh robot disbands the teen team because he has been invited to join the guardians of the globe we meet the guardians and they are immediately murdered by omni man at the funeral for them, Black Samson's butler attacks it, and the Mahler twins steal the Immortal's body. That was a good recap. <sighs> I like you. that. Thank you. I was like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> <laughs> so the cover here, we got uh, looks like Rex and Invincible are getting punched by a monster. I love
0: this. Yeah. I just love the colors on this. I think it's um with Invincible's colors and Rex Blood's colors. I think it just makes for a good contrast on the on the cover there. Yeah,
2: and I, I'm I think the cover is starting to get because like because I'm starting to get to know the world more. The cover's starting to get a little more yeah. intricate and detail. Plus, Ryan Otley started doing the art.
0: Mm. Oh, yes, Ryan Otley. Mm. Shout out to Ryan Otley. Awesome.
2: Oh, yeah, so I guess I should have started at the top. This is Invincible, Issues 9 through 11, written and lettered by Robert Kirkman, art by Ryan Otley, and colors by Bill Crabtree.
0: Oh, I love Bill Crabtree also. When did Ryan Otley take over on the art? Issue 8. Okay, so the one right before this. Yeah, so the funeral
2: issue. Right on, right on. Yeah. Nice. We open up on a ship that's being pulled into a star. We see the bridge and the crew is an homage to Star Trek The Next Generation. (laughs) Star Trek The Next Generation is an American science fiction television series created by Gene Roddenberry. It originally aired from September 28, 1987 to May 23, 1994. And syndication is expanding 178 episodes over seven seasons. Is the sequel to Star Trek, the original series set in the 24th century where Earth is part of the United Federation of Planets. It follows the adventures of a Starfleet starship, the USS Enterprise NCC-1701D. Is star Trek <laughs> <is>? <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. And on the bridge, we see Captain Picard, Commander Riker, Counselor Troy, Lieutenant Worf, and Lieutenant Commander Data, who they call Download. They won whatever battle they had. Awesome. They were just in, but they're being pulled into the star in just six minutes. Captain calls down to engineering to find out how long it'll take to repair the engines. We then see Lieutenant Commander Jordy LaForge and he says it'll take <laughs> at least 45 minutes to get them back online, but they don't have the time. Download says some technical babble. Techno Babble is a moniker describing the pseudoscientific terminology wow. of Star right. Trek. <laughs> right then they hear a doom and we turn the page to see Alan, the alien it's is a friend. Is pushing them to safety and he calls them amateurs. I love yeah. this guy. They discuss what's happening, and he's like, and you know, owe him in debt of gratitude, he says he doesn't have time, but he has to make it to Earth. Riker says, Where the hell is Earth?
1: I like that Riker's <laughs> in here. This is great. No, I like this guy. I uh, I was excited to see this guy again. Oh, yeah. Alan the alien.
0: Oh, man. Alan's great. Right before it says Doom, he was about to say, Make it so. Oh, right. And yes. then it he c- did. gets cut yeah, off. He, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> make it
2: so. Meanwhile, back on Earth, at the Grayson House, uh, Mark's birthday party is wrapping up. Their living room is trash. There's an entire slice of pizza on the arm of the couch that's a fucking i disgusting. was about to say that is
1: disgusting and inexcusable you don't put a greasy ass fucking melting piece of pizza on the arm of someone's couch right awful and there's like a like an empty i assume like a soda can yeah upside down yep also dripping onto the couch horrible
2: also do you notice there's a half-eaten carrot, a carrot on the table? yeah <laughs> oh the carrot yeah. wow mm-hmm.
1: I like how the parents are like, oh, can we come out here into our own house again? My mother would be fear. Uh Why is there pizza on the arm of the arm? No. Absolutely not. Exactly.
2: So apparently they were having a zombie movie marathon and we see a stack of zombie DVDs. There's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Dead Alive, and Zombie Holocaust. I can read all of these unless you want to just say you want me to tell them to go to IMDB.
1: <laughs> right, no, yeah, and then the dad is like, oh, let's watch this one. Well,
2: hold on, the movie Dead Alive is brain dead in everywhere except for the U.S. Oh, okay. Oh, right, yeah. And Zombie Holocaust is also known by the movie Dr. Butcher, M.D. Right on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, Dead Alive is uh, Peter Jackson, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Debbie and, like you said, they come out. And they're like, is it okay to come out? Um, As if. They ask uh, Mark how the night when he's like, oh, it's fine. But there's only so many zombie movies you can watch in a night. And Nolan says, oh, I don't know about that. And he's holding a copy of Day of the Dead. What's significant about that one? Is there something
0: significant about that? It's or? George it's A.
1: Romero. It's the
2: third George Romero film. Okay. Uh, well, okay, so there's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead. Rebooted with Diary of the Dead. And I didn't give a shit after that. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite zombie movie? Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, that was quick. That's a good one. What about you?
1: There's so many. I mean, there's so many now. It's kind What's of. What's your like, favorite one though? Well, it's just too many. It's I guess just...
2: like when you get into traditional zombie films, like when you think right. of zombie films, that's the one I go to. But then there's also stuff like. Um...
1: I'm sick of it. I'm sick uh, of it at this point. No,
0: well, you know which one you you know uh, which one you bodies. liked. Um, which
2: one did I like? And, you tell and, me. Uh, You're
1: gonna have to tell me at this um, point because I
0: 28 28 days later. No, the second one. 28 weeks later. 28 did weeks later. Did I like later. that one? Yeah, that one was great. They're all
1: pretty gross. I can't see myself enjoying any of them.
0: That was pretty messed up. They're I pretty liked gross. It. Oh, and I also like the Resident Evil movies.
1: Did I have my hands over my face yeah. for most of
0: it? No, I don't think so. I liked um,
2: I like Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead. I like those. Oh, two. those movies. Oh, okay. those are yeah. those are some of my favorites yeah. too. <laughs> Fuck, there's just so many good ones.
1: There there we, are a lot of them.
2: We didn't see him watching the movie. Debbie's bringing down a little basket of laundry, and apparently the living room has also been cleaned up. So I hope fucking Mark cleaned that out before they started that. They movie. could probably do it really quick too. They're like, buh, buh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> let's clean. assume that the boys did it. But how are they getting the grease out of the couch?
1: I don't know, man. That's awful.
2: No. We then cut to the Pentagon and robot and a couple of government parking officials. Parking in rear. What is? That? I know. I laughed at that.
0: What is that? Is that a joke or that something? That is supposed to. It be It says a joke, United I States think. Pentagon parking in rear.
1: That seems very.
2: <laughs> um. I just assume it was the Senecon sign, but maybe it I a I don't know. I, I don't think know.
1: that's on there probably.
2: Well, I didn't actually Google it because I'm gonna look for it That's while you're, you do not that. If okay. you're going, I'm gonna look Real. for it. Come on, guys. Um, they talk about how the okay, so robot's talking with these two government guys, and they talk about how the guardians always worked with the government, but they were a private organization that was funded by Darkwing and War Woman's alter egos. Now they want robot to assemble a new team and be led by to be led by robot. That's too much text. Uh, the main guy is introduces Donald, the government superhuman li- liaison. So the other guy, we haven't heard his name yet, but his name is Cecil. Says that robot. Robot will only see him again if he screws up and pray we never meet again. Donald says that they are planning on holding out tryouts in the next few days if Robot wants to invite anyone to give him the list and they'll make sure they contact him.
1: I don't know how I feel about this guy trying to be threatening while he's just sitting in a very well-lit room, sitting down behind a completely empty desk. (laughs) That wouldn't threaten me at all. He's like, pray we never meet again. I'd be like,
2: okay. You're kind of a fucking...
1: uh, you're kind of uh, not very threatening, my man.
2: Right. He can back up what he says. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> right Right on, right on.
2: But you don't find that out. There's no atmosphere
1: later. in this room, though. Like, Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel threatened by this guy. This guy just seems like nobody.
2: Yeah, I can see that. I think he wants to come off as that okay, way. Okay, right on. Because, right you know, you play right into his hands.
1: Sure, okay.
2: So we didn't cut to the mountains, and Nolan is trying to figure out a way to tell Mark about uh, how he slaughtered the Guardians of the Globe. But he seems to be having trouble putting a positive spin on it. He then hears something and he flies off. (laughs) Meanwhile, over at the Reginald Val Johnson High School, Eve is telling Mark that she's sorry she missed his birthday party on Tuesday. And he says that she probably wouldn't have enjoyed it because they just watch horror films. And she rightly calls him out on it saying, you know, I like, you know, horror movies, except if they're zombies. And he's like, blasphemy. (laughs) They talk about going on patrol and they head to the dumpster. A janitor spots them and thinks he's about to catch them making out. He opens the door and says, all right, you little perk verts looking confused because they aren't there
1: right i guess they changed their costumes really quick and took off yeah. yeah can i talk about this real quick about how how go ahead how did this guy get all the way to high school without doing his own laundry that seems really weird you know i i know what you mean but i've his actually mom known... is still doing his laundry I've, I've known
2: people that that their mom did their laundry way past high school too. Really? Yeah. Big yikes.
0: When I am, um, when I went to college and I was living in the dorms, I had to call my mom and ask her how to do laundry. Aww. So I never, because I never, so I never done it. My mom would do my laundry. She do the laundry for me. Okay. I, I mean, I had to like. Maybe
1: did she insist? She's like, I'm gonna take. We had to like fold all. And...
0: Well, I mean, it would all go in the same. It all, all went the in laundry. The same, all, the whole, uh, all the laundry okay. would okay. get done together. Right. And I mean, we'd like fold it and, shit right, and right, put right. it away but like we didn't have a washing machine so you just go to laundromat or whatever. right on right okay on, okay right
1: on. I was say, if it's all in, if, it, if you're going to a laundromat it yeah. makes sense that it, it just makes sense to it's all in one it's big all trip in one thing. and it also makes sense like um that there's a person in charge of that task like you don't want to bring everyone down there because it's like well the other person could be at home doing a different chore and yeah. whatever but so that makes sense when you put it like that but like if you're i mean she's at home with her own laundry room and her own laundry machine like that kid should be doing his own fucking laundry (laughs) that's I don't know that's a bit much
2: I think I know the reason why I started doing my own laundry like one night one day we like we're out in the yard and we got the hose out and got all muddy and shit. I oh, didn't want clothes, mom to see. We left the clothes sitting there and then we got yelled at. And so we're like, <laughs> not supposed to do that ever again. And then so, I'm going to wash did, the clothes then. We did the same thing the next day, but oh, I was no. just like, uh-uh, I'm going to wash the clothes. Nice. <laughs> Good job. There Good job. Go. And, then I, and then I was like, oh, this is a dollar. This is great. Yeah, yeah, I
1: can actually just wash my clothes whenever I want to wash them. And then I was just
2: like, oh, wait, this needs to be clean. This yeah, needs to
1: be clean. well, it's also a thing like, you can separate it however you want to, which is another. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I just feel like she's like, Oh, geez, I got to Take care of this bullshit now. I feel bad for her. So she
0: has to call and get specific instructions yeah. on
1: the
2: washing
0: of the super suit.
2: Yeah, she's like, is it warm? Is, is it cold? Shit. And warm or warm than cold? And our art informs her it's cold than cold. And like this guy's like, sweater. this guy's
1: like, oh, I could. There's something that would make your life easier. And she's like, no, I can't because my husband and son suck.
2: Basically, I mean,
1: <laughs> and like, and then he- she goes, she's like, well, my husband cleans his suit this way, but he won't clean his son's suit that way. He's gonna make me do it
2: well okay he probably the son probably just threw it in with a regular laundry. right
1: right he didn't know any better
2: um, sure. but then like the dad
1: would be like hey here's how you clean your suit anyway well I'm just, i don't mean to get hung up on this No, but, uh,
2: but then art does tell her they should get an ion cleaning machine right and he's all, exactly like, and she says like what did she say nolan doesn't seem too interested in giving me more reading time but then they're also trying to save money for mark's college
1: so, but it all falls on her. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
2: We then cut over to uh, Adam Eve and Invincible fighting the Lizard and League. Can I say how
1: much I love the Lizard League. I know. Oh, yeah. I love the Lizard great. League. These
2: are such great character this designs. great. They are an homage to the Serpent Society from Marvel with a little uh, bit of Hydra yeah. thrown in. Yeah.
3: The Serpent Society. Oh, yeah. The Lizard League. That's great.
2: The Serpent Society is a group of super villains, all with snake code names. These guys are all named after lizards.
1: That's great. Um,
2: <laughs> even Invincible, just you know, they, they're already done. Um, it's
1: just mopping up. Yeah, you
2: know? and then um, Invincible gets you know. Punched. There's
1: even the sexy lady with the boobs, lizard outfit, with the heels, the high heels. Oh like,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> with the long, like, that's the, great. Like, the claws, She's got like the lady Death strike. The lady Death strike mm-hmm. but a lizard. Yeah, a lizard.
1: <laughs> good stuff man who's the tiger striped lizard you
2: know i don't know um it might be in the back but it's not right in this stuff right here i'm sorry
1: i'm so curious about the lizard league the
2: only one we get to the only one they say my name is komodo dragon he's the one that punches (laughs) invisible right in the face they turn to run off they're stopped by a 10 foot wall of air or three feet point four eight meters uh for our people who don't listen in america yeah yeah good job um their forces have been subdued, and she calls them a pack of lounge lizards, and supposed, ooh, bad one. She's like, well, fair. I give it a try. I thought that. Okay, look.
1: You're fighting. Who's gatekeeping now? Can I? No. Actually, he's still doing it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can I just say, if you're fighting a fucking League of Lizards, the Lizard League, it's a bunch of people dressed up like lizards, a lounge lizard pun is absolutely appropriate yeah i think that was great oh
2: yeah no i love him this is corny
1: as hell the whole thing from top to bottom so the pun is too far that's a bridge too far get out of here with that <laughs> shit get the fuck i want to know
0: the that. rest of their names i want to know what they're on. i want to know
1: what the guy with the hair right i want to know that one's name with the cape oh, i wonder if they're in the back of the yard. i want
0: to cosplay as that guy <laughs> i want to get that lizard mask
2: look it's fucking cool <laughs> As, uh, as they are wrapping up, Robot shows up and asks them both to come try out for the Guardians of the Globe. Vincible says he won't have time to be a member with all his schoolwork, but he'd love to hang out and he was trying out. Uh, Robot says that's fine, and then asks Eve. Uh, she says she has somewhere to be and says goodbye to Mark and leaves. She's obviously still pissed about the Rex thing.
1: All right, calm down.
2: Well, I also thought
0: it was like... Um... Because he goes, uh, we make a great team, and she's like, "You think?" There's like that little panel where it's kind of yeah. like, "Oh yeah, oh you know." He's immediately like, "Yeah, I'll go with you, robot, to go check out this other thing." And I think I was wondering if that was why. Maybe if she, oh, I don't know, yeah. Like maybe she thought like they were gonna hang out or something, or she then, could
1: hang out with him, but yeah. she decides not to and she also decides not to talk about how she's feeling. Well,
0: she doesn't want to go to this thing because it's yeah. going to be where Yeah, but
1: then she's kind of like, you have fun, Mark. Who's writing this person? Who's yeah. writing this? <laughs> like that's just she's very one-dimensional here. She's like, ah, "I'm so bitchy. Don't you just hate how bitchy I am?" I kind of do, but then again, you were written that way, so mm. all right. I guess.
2: So I didn't take it like that. I think you know, she has legitimate reasons to be mad at um robot uh, in her mind she's still a teenager he's a
1: robot though yeah. oh she is a teenager that's true
2: um but she's probably mad because you know he knew about the rex thing and she didn't he didn't let her know he's a robot i don't know i mean what te- does he care teenagers he's
1: gonna live a thousand years
2: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> right <laughs>
2: anyway we're over at the tryouts. uh Invincible and Robot are walking through the potentials, and they're discussing the turnout. Uh, Robot talks about how all
1: the all the, all the guys have uh, every single bit of skin are covered, but the ladies are in underpants. Yeah. Don't you love it? I love it.
2: <laughs> that's the early 2000s.
0: Yep. I like the I like all the colors though. I do like all the yeah the, the, the colorful
2: outfits. Robot mentions that they're going to be paying well, and apparently word spreads fast in their circles. And the Capes Inc. crew out of New York uh, account for half those guys in attendance guys are vultures
0: so have we heard of this before capes inc is that like i guess it's like some organization that's just
2: like yeah uh, superheroes for hire or something like that i think that's basically i don't think we've heard of them yet this is probably the first time the guy that's standing behind invincible that's the first costume invincible tried on
1: oh okay oh that's funny you're right that's interesting how many of these guys do you think we could uh figure out are supposed to be someone else like is this daredevil or what? Hellboy, or like mashed up Daredevil and Hellboy, or like what, he doesn't which have big hand, so. You know, the guy that looks like a devil, is this Daredevil, or like what, you know, who this oh, guy's supposed page to right? be? Oh, oh you got a page. page. I did, but yeah. I'm looking around at all the superheroes, like is this Batman? He looks like Batman, right? This guy?
2: Yeah, he's got kind of a Batman and Wolverine thing going on. He's got him. a
1: Batman slash Wolverine, but like the bat gauntlets-
2: hmm yeah right?
1: like,
0: i kind of yeah. thought this guy looked like um i don't know what okay. his name is I was, I was gonna say metamorpho that's not a guy is yeah, it yeah no that's a
2: guy that's a guy okay
0: yeah. kind of reminded me of that into
1: stone.
2: as they're walking by rex and invincible trade um pleasantries i guess is yes. the best way you can call it so robot says to invincible he shouldn't let his actions towards eve affect your opinion of him and invincible's like i just can't believe he did that to her i can't believe a lot of what you people do but i try not to hold it against you <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: is this wonder woman or who is this? is this like star girl oh yeah it looks like star girl star yeah girl.
2: yeah well it's got, she's,
1: she's got a lot of American, different things yeah, that whole there. patriotic yeah. kind of thing there's a lot of those
2: well and then rex comes out and he's like oh i wanted to let you guys know i razzled and dazzled him there and uh there's one less spot for you sorry yeah whatever asshole it's sore loser oh no Rex comes up to this young girl and starts to tease her about trying out and asking if her mom or your daddy's trying out. She's like, she replied that her mom dropped her off and that she was the one trying out. Right? Rex continues to tease her and uh, wonders if there's an age limit. He then asks her what her name is and she replies that she's called Monster Girl. Still mocking her and asked if she's called that yeah, because... Yeah, this is
1: outright mocking now.
2: Is she called that because she's afraid of monsters and asks what her powers are? She's like, you want to see him? He's like, yeah, uh, sure, show them to me. She replies, okay, and begins to transform into a monster and scream, you asked for it and punches him right in the jaw knocking him across the he room. He really was
1: asking for that. And that's the,
2: um, <laughs> that's the monster that's on the cover. Yes, that's yeah. the monster on the cover. I like this... Uh,
0: mid transformation where you're yeah. she's still, she's still got the a, kid the little, body yeah the ponytails running at him and transforming the pigtails mm-hmm. that's really good and good then stuff. she's like a
2: giant hawking monster
1: yeah it's
0: good
2: stuff i like yeah. this a lot she punches him across the room right then invincible comes out of the restroom he's watching rex as he get getting his ass beaten he asks, why isn't anybody stopping this monster girl is talking shit to rex while she's punching him repeatedly in the face you still think i'm cute bam <laughs> rex tries to use his powers she says it'll take much more than that and invincible's like why is he trying to stop this right
1: and like so like you said he he came out of the restroom so he has no idea what's going on so he just jumps in there he's
2: like who let you in ugly yeah. and she reverts back to her human form and says who are you ugly? it ugly oh, no. <laughs> guy... he hit
3: that little girl <laughs>
2: that's oh, like i love that he goes huh it's okay I can't be hurting in a monster form. Anyway, I did get a little carried away there. Sorry.
1: She seems like if she's got a good head on her and shoulders. And Rex is
2: like, okay, and he's all beat <laughs> yeah. up or whatever. Yeah, I she's like, like that. He's like, and he's like, and Invincible's like, sorry, uh, I hit you. And she's like, Yeah, I don't sweat it. Uh, anybody got a cigarette? And I'm like, no. Wow. Jason. <laughs> you find out a lot more about her later. So when
0: Invincible is punching Monster Girl, there's this guy in the background. He's got like a super suit on, but he's got his glasses on. Over oh, the yeah. Oh, that's he, great. That would be me, you that, know? Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. I Looks appreciate some they put just that. just
1: contacts, okay?
0: <laughs> I think it's this guy right here.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm okay with it.
2: Oh, yeah. You're right. He's on the previous page. Rex says, thanks, man. And he's like, and Vincent replies, just because I'm pissed off at you for what you did doesn't mean I want to see you dead. That doesn't mean I'm speaking to you either. And he walks off.
1: Right. So he is, we, I, at first, when I first read this, I was like, what? What is the point of this? The, this just seems like a lot of nothing. But then you know, I guess one thing that could be gleaned from this is Invincible is he's not the kind of guy that, that just is going to let something go down because it's none of his business. He's going to yeah. be like, well, you know, let's stop this from happening. And uh, even even if I don't personally like this guy, that doesn't mean he deserves to die. So, yeah. but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be. I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend but i mean i'm not going to let someone kill you so it's just a very you know and that's obviously the yeah. the right thing to do right so that's that's interesting and i yeah. uh, so like yeah when i first read this i was like this is all what is this but that kind of lets you know a little bit about who he is which ends up being important later down the line of uh, the little run that we're reading here. so
2: Invincible then walks into the control room and tells Robot that he missed some good stuff out there. Robot replies that they saw it on the monitor and remarks that Monster Girl was impressive. Invincible asks how things are going, going and Robot says they're almost done. They are on the last candidate now and he's not doing well. And then we then see a guy curled up scared out of his oh, mind <laughs> as battle robots surround him. Robot tells Donald to let the boy out, and he's going to announce the lineup.
1: That kid. (laughs) Golly.
2: Does he have a peace symbol on his arm? Yeah, I noticed he has peace symbols on his uh, shoulders there. So this guy that's with Robot, that's the same guy that was with the... Yeah, that's Donald. He's the guy that uh, the liaison, the, to the enforcer, government. Yeah, 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 or something like that. Okay. Robot thanks everyone for coming out under short notice. He mentions that there were some candidates that have similar powers, and while they were qualified, their inclusion would have made them redundant, and they went with the person who had more experience.
1: That makes sense.
2: Uh, he goes on to say some of you were nowhere near qualified, and they shouldn't have even been allowed to waste his time. You know who you are. I
1: felt like that was completely uncalled for.
2: <laughs> yeah. But he is a robot.
1: That is true. But would he be so that sassy?
2: Right. Because yeah. that um,
1: seems like would redundant information. He was like, oh, this is redundant. And then he goes on to say something that's completely fucking unnecessary. So I don't know. That seems a little bit like.
2: He then reads off the new members of the Guardians of the Globe. They are Duplicate, Shrinking Ray, Monster Girl, Black Samson, and Rex. As long as he behaves himself. Oh, and Shrinking Way is the one wearing the glasses I love yeah, Shrinking Way. I was about, about to, to say. That's guy our that he, guy. Yeah. We like that guy. Um, and
1: so, uh, but yeah, like, why would they put Rex Splode in I couldn't
0: believe that he made it on that there. That seems like such a fucking... I was like, this guy's such a douche. But I guess he's got... I guess, like... He's a dick. Well, I, I think one thing it made me think of is, like, the teen team was actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, they were a good team because two of them get on there, they also tell Invincible that he could be on there if he wanted to, and I bet exactly. you Eve would have tried out. That's what I'm saying, are
1: they like, well, yeah, he would be the fucking, he's the Superman yeah, of yeah. the group. So, well, like, is this just a legacy, like, just let him in because he's, like, their friend, or?
2: I, I think it's partly that because he's worked with them and he knows how to, he, he won't have to train these other sure, people to work yeah. they're probably like okay so I've worked with these two people and so he knows their abilities and they can get the other people used to his leading style I don't know I'd be pissed
1: if I saw that guy that got absolutely trounced just then my Monster Girl make the team I'd be like uh hmm
2: but then the other Black Samson he was part of the original Guardians of right. the Globes and then Triggery and Monster Girl are the only new ones
1: Mm, right okay
2: and then like you said uh, they asked mark to join up and he's like i can't do it because of school
1: <laughs> it seems uh
2: and he's like he he also says he doesn't know how even rex do it he just doesn't have time mm-hmm. you're right i mean if i was like he's like a little bit of i mean i guess nepotism is not the right word but favoritism favoritism, yeah, some favoritism happening though. yeah
1: but then again i mean if
2: you were the boss and like you're like well i can't pick you because like i've worked with you before that'd be right. kinda weird too.
1: well no yeah but he's also not qualified to be there
2: rex yeah actually
1: well you think you'll we'll see okay all right
2: back at the grayson house mark arrives home for dinner he asks uh, where nolan is and debbie says that she hasn't heard from him and that he's all saving the world no doubt Debbie asks Mark if he has any homework, and Mark replies that Amber is coming over. Oh, well, Amber, the girl that gave him the number the last yeah. uh, time we read. I forgot to mention that in the recap. It's coming over to study for the World History Test. Debbie asks if they're dating, and Mark says they're just studying, and Debbie says that that's what you said about Eve. Mark says, I swear nothing's going on. And She's like, uh-huh. Later, we see Eve fly to Mark's window. Just in time to see Mark and Amber kissing, she flies away sad. I wrote, she flies away
0: with sad. <laughs> she does fly away with plenty of sad
1: Too bad she doesn't fly away with any friggin' pants Put some pants on
0: So I think earlier When you said we make a good team And she was like oh you think so I think like right that did mean something it with, yeah. Paired with this scene
2: yeah, she definitely was start it looked like she was starting to try to uh, about to develop feelings for him or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Then we cut over to the Muller twins base of operation. They are arguing over which one is the original one and which one is the clone. One says that I gave you piercing so I would know that you were the clone and I was the original. The other <laughs> one's like, "No, I gave myself piercing so I would know." And he's like, you were the original and you altered your appearance let the clone keep your normal look. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> this is a running joke between these two fools. I like this. For I like this idea the whole thing.
3: that
0: they don't know which one is the real one. And which one's the
2: clone? They could have done so much, but they kept fighting over who's the clone. (laughs) (laughs) The one with the piercing says he's tired of this, inquires how much tinkering this will take. And they reveal that they have put the mortal's head back onto his body with a device around his neck.
0: Oh, that's why he's got that thing. Yeah, Yeah. because they got his head punched off.
1: His head was decapitated from his neck.
2: Once he makes the last connection, uh, he will wake up instantly. He finishes and the immortal wakes up, screams, No! and breaks free of their control and flies off.
0: I <laughs> thought this was. It actually, this kind of made me laugh. I just thought it was kind of funny that he just, like, wakes up and he just screams, No! he's like, rawr, and he just flies off, and they're like, oh, the control beacons didn't work. Yes. Damn. That's <laughs> so good. Like, they were they were going to, they had this master plan, they were going to, like, control this Superman avatar guy, and, uh, yeah. Didn't work.
2: They just unleashed him. So, I know I brought up the animated series before, but this scene in the animated series is quite hilarious. The actor doing the voice of the mauler, which I can't like it on his name right now, but it might be Clancy Brown. Oh, wow. oh, oh I love Clancy nice. Brown, yeah. I could be wrong, though it's bickering back and forth between himself and it's just like get the fire extinguisher because there was a fire in the day <laughs> <laughs> issue 10 it's invincible is reading science dog comic while omni-man is fighting on the tv
0: science dog i found my issue of science dog
2: yes you, you uh, i won't have to see that yeah
0: i have to give that to you i found um i randomly bought this issue it's science dog number one it's like a prop I could be Invincible.
2: We open to Invincible finding a seismic-themed villain. We learn his name is Doc Seismic.
0: I like this opening page. I just love the color. Oh, yeah. And the effect of the... The seismic wave? Yeah, exactly. I love the sound effect back there. It's just really cool, like how it makes um, that shock wave and the pattern and the color.
2: Oh, man. We learned that his name is Doc Seismic, and he doesn't even know who Invincible is.
1: I don't even know who you are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it was a cheesy line anyway. I'm still working on my witty banter. To say the least, everybody's a critic. And oh, then they just... keep fighting and eventually Doc Seismic starts to fall to his death and invincible goes to save him but he hits him with a seismic blast and uh, I, like this yeah.
1: I like this And he, he just I falls like to his part, death though, but not not on purpose where he was like I'll give you a lift straight to jail.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah. <laughs> right to jail right away.
2: He's like I will not be defeated by the likes of you.
0: Yeah. So this dude just like we don't really see him die, but I guess the assumption is that he he fell in a dark hole in a mountain. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Well, Uh, he tries
1: to save him. what he does. Which is again another like example of like earlier we're talking about how he's trying to stop this guy from doing bad shit, but he doesn't.
2: He doesn't want to kill. Hate the guy. him. No,
1: he doesn't want the guy to die. Like he's he still tries yeah. to save his life. He tries to do the right thing. So it's kind of
2: the crowd of people are they're cheering for him, and then we see that he's at Mount Rushmore. Mm. Mount Rushmore is a colossal sculpture carved into a granite face of Mount Rushmore. Before it became known as Mount Rushmore, the Lakota called this granite formation Six Grandfathers Mountains. It was a place for prayer and devotion and the native people of the Great Plains. Then some fucking asshole white guy came in and carved some faces into it. Yeah, it's fucking sacred. (laughs) Give
1: it back to the Lakota. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then this guy says, you saved our lives, Invincibles. Weren't for you, he would have destroyed this. And he's like, don't mention it. Just doing my job. I it should be destroyed
1: <laughs> i i the dr seismic was that his name yes i i wish he had succeeded horrible
0: is that what he was gonna do i guess yeah i am assuming so. so yeah that's why he was there
1: they yeah. defaced yeah. his six grandfathers with this bullshit over here fucking destroy it give it back to the lakota people
2: google um the six grandfathers it really was a beautiful mountain yeah, yeah it really was yeah
1: and also sacred
2: Back at the Grayson residence, Mark is getting some water, and Nolan comes in, and he wants to talk to Mark. Mark thinks it's about Amber and says that mom put him up to it, and he doesn't want to talk about it. He has school in the morning, and he walks off. And we next see um, Nolan and Debbie in bed, and Nolan's beeper goes off, and Nolan rushes off, and Debbie wakes up, looks over, and says, damn beeper.
0: Yeah, that would be scary. It just probably happens so quick.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It probably
1: happens so often that she's used to it, because her reaction doesn't seem very, she's not very upset. She's just, like, slightly annoyed.
2: Yeah. Back at the of Al Johnson High School, Mark and Eve are saying goodbye after lunch period, and William meets up with him. Cheese, it be coo. Oh, I know. Is that what it says? Cheese, it be cool.
1: Look at this uh, tattoo this guy has here. Oh,
0: uh, the it's, tribal. It's bad.
1: What's <laughs> a
2: guy in high school doing with a tattoo? I know, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean.
2: William had been looking all over for Mark, and he asked uh, if Amber knows about him and Eve, and Mark's like, what, that we're friends? Uh, William wants to know if Mark would like to go uh, join him at the Burger Mart. He mentions that uh, yeah, the BM. Jeez. Oh, yeah, he mentions that uh, Mark has bailed on him the last few times. Mark says sure, but he has to run by the comic book store first. Mark asks if he would like to join him. He's like, but Williams like, no, I don't want to be seen as more of a dork. Mark replies, and I'm the one with the girlfriend. Funny. <laughs> I don't
1: understand that. Like, so was there a time when going into a comic book shop was you don't want to be seen doing that? Was that ever a yes. thing? Really?
2: Yeah, when I was in high school. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, went, I went to high school in a small town with a bunch of fucking Okay, assholes. Interesting. Mm. I never
1: knew that because to me it just was like another thing to go do.
0: Yeah, buy, I don't know. It wasn't stuff. like that for mm. us. Yeah. But I was also like, I was a huge dork anyway, so it didn't really oh. matter. I just never
1: got that impression. Right? <laughs> I mean, comic book stores. I guess because comic book stores today, they also it's also like a bunch of catch all for just a bunch of
0: like a pop, pop culture. culture stuff,
1: like. Yeah. You, sometimes you can get movies or games there or, you know, whatever, like magic, D&D. These are all nerd things that I'm saying. Yeah, but um... – So I guess I'm not helping my case. I just never really felt like it was like I don't want anyone to see me going in here. I always thought of it as like if I go in here, there are people in there I can talk to. About stuff that we have in common and like together. I
2: think, so. it's, I think you know it's a little bit of self hating when he's saying stuff like that oh, too. Oh, you know? I see.
1: Okay, yeah. so he's like, "Oh, I don't want to be." A dork.
2: He, he he already feels like he's not cool, and he thinks that if he goes to a comic that's book store, that's so sad and upsetting. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you go
1: to a comic book store, you'll have friends in there.
2: Oh, and don't get me wrong. Like, even though people were weird about comic book stores, I still brought my comics to school every oh, day. Oh yeah, else. for <laughs>
1: sure. That's just, I just never. I had to stop bringing that. my comics to really? school
0: because someone stole my Ghost Rider number one.
1: Oh jeez! those right
0: number one with the the first Danny catch. That sucks. I got another copy. I have, don't worry, guys. I have another copy. <laughs> Somebody um, stole my
2: um, that sucks, man. You know the new Fantastic Four with the Wolverine and all yeah. that. Yeah. Somebody took my first issue of that. God, I got it back though. <laughs> I wish I could have <laughs> caught,
0: caught him practice. doing it too. It would have been worth it. it to catch
2: him doing it. Just no, just like... right in the act, man.
1: <laughs> don't fuck with another man's comic books. You just don't do it. <laughs> I just want chicken shit than fucking with a man's automobile. I mean, don't fuck with another man's vehicle. You don't do it. It's just against the rules.
2: Anyway, back over at the Grayson house. Debbie is reading a paper and Nolan comes in. She asked if he's home for the day. Nolan says he down it's Debbie questions why and he talks about how he's picking up a lot of the slack of the new Guardians. I don't
1: know about this hairline. Um, She's got some like traction alopecia happening here. She needs to let that hair down so tightly pulled mm, back that okay. it's like giving her some like hair loss there.
2: He says he's picking up the slack for the uh, for the new Guardians team. His beeper goes off and he starts to leave. Debbie says she loves him, and he takes a moment before he answers. I love you too. Mm. Yeah, I don't
1: like that. <laughs> I like it.
2: And then we cut over to the Guardian murder scene, and Damien Darkblood has returned to find more information <laughs> because he's all of his leads have dried <laughs> up.
1: It's the goofiest character of all time. So he's like, um, yeah, he's it. like
2: an Etrigan slash
0: Rorschach, yes. yes, something like it's that. The question or something like that, right?
2: The question was created by, um, you know, Steve Ditko, and at the same time, he created another character called Mister A, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Looks exactly, He's a creator own character though. So, back in like the 60s, he looks exactly like the question, but he's all about Ayn Rand objectivism nice. and all that. And it's just, I I mean, I've never read, but I, there's a good comic strip video on it. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah.
1: So, this guy has a monkey face and is dressed up like Rorschach
2: and, and Constantine. And, yes, yeah, a lot
1: of stuff here, a lot of stuff happening. This guy's got an eye patch. And he's way too muscular, and the girl has a big robot arm and a midriff top and some low-rise jeans. So I have There's just a lot happening in I this I haven't family.
0: read Powers, but it reminded me of the characters from Powers. Do you know oh, Powers, okay, Brian but... Bri- Bri Michael Bendis, and Michael Oeming. Yeah, I haven't read it either, but I do know it. D- isn't it like a buff dude detective, kind of like this guy? In a... Oh, I don't want to say yes so, for yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, uh, that's what it reminded me of. It's anyway. just
1: a lot of character like design happening all in one panel here
2: yeah and they're like you know the boss threw us on this for a reason you're just not cutting the mustard your investigation is taking too long and then we're over at the prison black samson is visiting his butler stanford stanford says that the suit fits him well and he hopes that he didn't damage it black samson mentions that he's part of the new guardians and he might be able to help him get out of the prison and stanford said he would appreciate that and stanford's got his room was all swanky it's got his nice bed, and he's got a feather duster and it's prison toilet i like
0: because he's like the alfred so he still has to like tidy up everything but we also see um the elephant the rhino uh, knockoff oh right and yes. then we see the lizard guy yes the cobra <laughs>
1: commander yeah
0: <sighs> god i want to know what their names are his so hair.
1: some beautiful locks
0: yeah i know I like how they still get to
2: wear their outfits in the. They still have day. their <laughs> outfits in there. <laughs> we then cut over to a mall where there's a huge line. Mark asks some guy what's going on, and he tells Mark that Flip Shafe, the creator of Science Dog, is signing books. Mark says, "Really?" And then he turns around. And he's like, "Yeah, pretty cool. We're a weirdo." And he's like, "What?" I just went to my car to get my books. He's like, well, that was quick. Man, okay, so you know what this reminds me of? Remember when we went to J. Scott Campbell to uh, get that signing and that guy brought that fucking, lo- all those long boxes? That is really. Okay, rude, no, this is a great story. And so
0: we uh, we had a, a really nice privilege to see J. Scott Campbell. We did a free signing Very at our local comic nice. book store yeah. like way back uh, in the early 2000s. And Aubrey and I 2010, actually. 2010, yeah. Yeah, we actually got sketches. So um, nice. Because uh, we, lo- we got there super early. Yeah, we like, we were, camped out or whatever. We were number three and four in line. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so we got to stand at the back just talking with jay scott campbell the whole day
0: yeah cool. so because we had sketches we had to wait there for a while because he would draw a little bit then he would sign yeah he would draw of a little bit yeah and he sure like, keep him you only in, did yeah. so many sketches so that's why we got there early anyway so we got to see everybody bringing stuff up to get signed and people had super cool stuff oh, everybody yeah. was really nice but
1: for the most part they were being polite and yes. only having a few things signed right yeah. yes mm-hmm. and like then you this do.
0: dude shows up with a fucking a long dick. box of jay scott campbell uh The
2: entire thing was filled with J. Scott Campbell books.
0: And he was like, he was so mad that he wasn't going to sign all of them. And and so J. Scott Campbell actually said, look, I'll sign a couple and then you can wait off here to the side, just like these guys that I'm sketching for. And then after I do a couple more people, I'll sign a couple more. But he was basically telling the dude, you're gonna have to be here all day if you want all yeah, these books signed. Exactly. Like, but, he, but he didn't even tell him no. But that guy was like, all pissed off. Even that is a, a nice asshole. thing to do to say like you yeah. can get back
1: in line or you can wait off to the side. Like that is even to me like yeah. too nice. I would have been like, no.
0: Yeah. Pick yeah. like
1: your top ten or something. But there's a dude
0: box up there with the fucking a fucking long box so anyway. Is so ridiculous.
1: No self-awareness <laughs> whatsoever, that kind of thing. Like when we met uh Mike Mignola, what we did was we we waited in line we got up to the table yeah. we bought a couple things and then we said hey we were just wondering if you would do some sign he was like yeah of course I'll sign some stuff so he signed a little bit and then we were like you know would it be okay if we got back in line he was like absolutely yeah, yeah that's no problem so we got to the back of the line and we when we got lining. up to the table we bought a couple more things and then asked him to sign some more yes. books like we understand yeah. that it would be rude for us to be trying to monopolize this man's time because it's nice enough that he's even there yeah. so it's like yeah. What the... Fuck was this guy thinking? That's so fucking rude. Anyway,
2: my favorite one of my favorite parts of that day was when that, that little kid, he's probably like twelve years old or something mm-hmm. like that, oh. brings up his sketchbook and he wants to show it to him. Oh. And he's like, he's like, oh, I really like your Wolverine. And he goes, and then you know, he sketches out a real quick Wolverine like right next that's to his. Nice. And he's like, you know, try to remember to do this and that's kind great. Of, yeah. And um, he goes, and then that's when he talked about uh, he drew Wolverine, the kid drew Wolverine smoking, so he drew Wolverine smoking. And he talks about how Marvel doesn't doesn't allow that anymore. Right. That was pretty cool. Is, I just, hes like I just love to draw smoke. It's yeah. fun to draw. It's fun. Yeah. To, I just it, yeah. like
1: you said. It's cool that he spent some time with that kid. Like, oh yeah, let's draw Wolverine together. That's so neat, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. What a cool guy. It, yeah. it was really he nice. wasn't even—he wasn't even a jerk to that guy who was being a dick. Like, that's that's so cool no he yeah. wasn't
0: but all of us in line were like you fucking jackass yeah <laughs> it was like
2: that that and a couple other I mean that was such a fun day <laughs> it was it's a free yeah. signing
1: like what do you think dude you're gonna let I don't know anyway the fact that that guy had the audacity to be pissed off is ridiculous right that's absurd are y- are y- y'all should uh, show the book club members your sketches that you got from there Oh,
0: yeah, Yeah, I
2: definitely will, yeah. Well, when Mark finally gets to the front to get his comic signed, Mark says that it's great to meet Mr. Schaaf, and he brought a lot of comics, and he doesn't have to sign them all. And he says, hey, lay it on me, kiddo. You paid your hard-earned money. I can least do is uh, deface it with my illegible scribble.
1: That's nice. So he's he knows the etiquette. He's like, hey, yeah. obviously you don't have to sign all of this. So yeah, let me know how many. You know what I mean? Like, and then he was like, Ah, I'll do it. It's no big. I deal, just uh, I just want
0: to say I like this guy in the foreground that's walking away with his comic and he's smiling he's so really happy. big. Yes. Like I I feel that. Like yes. when you when you get to meet an artist that you like and they're cool yeah. and they sign your stuff for you and then when you're walking away you're like, yeah, that was so cool. You I don't know. Books yes, and, I like this. Yeah. Anyway, just
2: that caught my eye right there. I like. That and is
1: a very, a very fun, joyous yeah. moment. Yeah.
2: And then this really, I, I think, I just find this joke pretty hilarious when Mark. Oh, said, the
1: fourth wall breaking. Yeah.
2: Mark says yeah. like, oh, I'm amazed at how you can get these things out on a monthly basis in such a short amount of time, and you're never late. And he's like, eh, you know, actually, I'll just reuse a lot of art that's already done. You know, it's good for dramatic pauses and stuff. It
1: doesn't really change much from panel to panel.
2: Most people don't even notice. Don't you think it's kind of cheap? Not really. And then the bottom six panels are just two panels is like mark yeah. three times yeah. and the mr shift three times it is so hilarious. it's a
1: self-referential joke <laughs> yeah. about like kind of copying and pasting panels in there and stuff <laughs> it's so cool though
2: uh, i don't know i thought that was hilarious thought, mm.
0: yeah it's pretty good
2: i mean like that whole like scene with signing the comics you know that's like you know we've all been to comic signings and so it's it's like you said like the guy's all happy you know you get that feeling of being there
0: yeah this this whole scene i think is kind of like he's like hey you guys are comics guys. We're we're all comics guys. Let's Very talk self-referential, about yeah, yeah exactly.
2: I also like how even in a world full of superheroes, people are still reading superhero comics
0: <laughs> <laughs> or science dog comics. Yeah, I so maybe they're reading more dog comics.
2: And next we see uh, Omni Man, and he's fighting a giant monster that's just trying to destroy a roller coaster. See, so I thought this was kind of neat because. You get this like cheap
0: shot thing where they kind of like say like, oh, there's not a lot of art and all that. And then you turn the page and it's like something that obviously took a ton of time to draw. I thought that was a good contrast.
2: And this is like um, some of the earlier stuff that Ryan Otley started. Because this is like, I think is his first big break. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, right. And he stays on the book. From this point on, he'll do all but 12 issues. Wow. Uh, And so this ran for 144 issues. And you can see his art get better as it goes on. And I think the art's pretty good too. And then I follow him on Twitter and he just puts all his great art yeah i think he's great we see omni man and he is catching the roller coaster car and all the people are screaming flies over to fight the monster and he defeats the monster and he's like it's over everybody's safe now and then he's immediately attacked by the immortal he's screaming at omni man why why did you do it omni man launches him up into the sky and says i don't know how you did it but you should have stayed dead and the immortal punches him and screams i want answers
0: when he flew off, when the immortal flew off all like mad, I was like, I guess he just went mad or something like from being but I I didn't from realize being
1: decapitated and yeah. then brought back to life.
0: But I didn't realize he was going straight to Omni Man. So yeah. I thought that was kind of a cool reveal. It's
2: like you thought maybe he he had lost his mind, but yeah. he hadn't he's got one thing on his mind. No, yeah. He totally remembered everything. Yeah. Oh I did forget to mention that in the mall there was a Victoria's Secret knockoff store. And then we're back at the comic book store, and Mark is talking to the uh, employee. Vicky's about... private. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so stupid. What grade are y'all in? It's
2: funny. Uh-huh. That's funny because that's the best they could do. What... <laughs> so there, uh, Mark's back at the comic book store we're, uh, talking to the guy. But then, like you see on the news, um, the Omni Man battle, and he's like, "Hey, man, can you turn that up?" And you know, the news reporter is talking about that um, the immortal. And Omni-Man just, uh, you know, just attacked Omni-Man and Mark just flies off. It's April O'Neill. Yeah,
1: it's oh, April Oh, shit, it is. Channel 6
2: action
0: news.
1: Yeah, it's definitely her.
0: That's a great catch right there. I was like, Aww. look at that. That's April O'Neil, Channel 6 and everything.
2: Oh man, that's awesome! I did yeah. not get that. Got
3: the
0: that. white
1: belt. In the- April
0: O'Neil from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird.
1: The yellow onesie.
2: Oh man. Yeah. the the This look is from the animated series. Oh yeah. And then we cut over to the Grayson house. Debbie comes into the living room and sees the report about the Immortal and Omni Man. She sits on the couch and is clearly worried. But she's got another basket of laundry. I was gonna say, is that is this the same day or how much laundry? That's a lot of laundry. Well, it's, it's another day, but I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's like I mean, she's doing laundry. Every time you see her in these issues, she's doing laundry. Oh, okay. Is that <laughs> like a running gag or something? I, I don't know. Don't no <laughs> yeah that's weird
1: women do laundry yeah women be doing laundry
2: back at the battle the immortal wants to know why he did it and he, he'll beat it out of him if he has to Omni-Man says that he killed him once and he can do it again you're welcome to try right as Invincible shows up and he witnesses Omni-Man shove his Yikes. fist into the immortal's guts and rips him in half Jeez. Mark whispers dad and Omni-Man turns to see the Invincible as the immortal's two hands fall to the ground yeah, Omni- Omni-Man <laughs> says son we need to talk yikes end of issue 10 all right issue 11 the cover is omni-man's bloody arm <laughs> and costume we open on omni-man covered in blood oh. saying okay son i decided to tell you the truth i think you're old enough to know where i really come from and a scene that's the callback to issue two
1: goodbye i'd say i'd fly away i wouldn't stay there <laughs> that's horrific
2: and then we see like a scene. Uh, okay, so you remember in issue two where he told him all about the Viltrumite and how we're like the right. double place, and he's like, "No, now we're seeing the actual, um, the very Purge. violent, very violent retelling of Viltrumite's history." Uh, this guy's
1: karate chopping another man's head off.
2: Yeah, and it's basically this. It's similar, but it's very violent. So they, instead of building themselves up, they fight themselves to. Uh, it's an, an entire them, race but, of Hitlers. They're gross eugenics the men. Yeah. 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 And then once the uh, dust settles, you know, they keep rebuilding their society. And it talks about how, like, it's basically the same kind of story, but it's, like, violent. So, like, they're not helping people. They're conquering people. Right. Uh, Races who cooperate are given access to their technology, which could be used to improve their lives. Others, they just destroy them.
0: Why do they all have
2: mustaches? I just said that. I know. I know. I didn't realize it until now.
0: There is a lady in there, though. There's one. There's two ladies. The SS ladies. had
1: ladies in it too.
0: Well, they don't have mustaches.
1: Well, no, they weren't Ooh. SS officers, but there were ladies that did Hitler stuff. They were like, "I'm also in the German, but did they Nazi have Nazi party? But did
0: they have mustaches?
1: Yes, they all had mustaches. <laughs> all of them.
3: <laughs> anyway,
2: yeah, all the Vil- no, but yeah, they're all all, all the Vil- have mustaches. Every single one of them have that mustache. I take
0: offense to that. I'm offended.
2: Yeah. No, I'm just
1: kidding. It's bad.
0: No, it's fine.
2: Um,
1: no, I mean the genocide.
2: Yeah. No, I was talking about the, the mustaches. mustaches.
3: Right. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: they eventually, they start using other races they've conquered to continue to expand their empire. And by the time Nolan was born, the Viltrum uh, was already a hub of interstellar activity. When he became of age, he joined the World Conquering Committee, he worked his way through the ranks, and eventually leading his own division. It didn't matter if it took 100 hours or 100 years, no civilization they set their eyes on went unconquered. So basically, they're fucking space conqueror vassals, like Hitler. Or
1: like England, or America, because... There's a lot of genocide happening there too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like him battling this robot or whatever. Like, I guess it's a test or something. I do like that panel.
2: Oh sure, yeah. But, yeah, and it says like he spent like for three he for three years he attended audition and until so last he proved himself. So he had to do that. For he really three wanted years. to do genocide, right. real bad. Um,
1: Let me do some, he said.
2: Yeah, and then he says he threw himself into his work just like and this is all like if you go in and look like the panels are yeah. similar Ugh. to. Uh, yeah. um, oh. Um, uh, but this is all new art from Ryan Ali. Right. No, of course. But like you
1: said, the parallels are there. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to put some of
0: these side by side for this uh, week's post. That's there, okay. There's actually
2: like one page I think you should put side by side. But that's okay. later. Yeah, cool, yeah. Right on. Um, oh, I'm looking at it right now. Wow. Okay. Oh, and then the colors are different too? Yeah. Interesting. As their empire grew, their forces became stretched thin and they had to come up with a new plan. Uh, Rather than come in a large force, their highest ranked and most trusted officers would be given a planet to survey and weaken over time. Nolan was one of the first ones chosen for the assignment. Nolan said it was the closest thing to a vacation he ever had.
1: This looks like our friend Alan the alien. It is. It is your friend Alan the alien. Oh, no. Or his people. Yeah, his people.
2: So they,
0: like, basically said... Here's Earth. that's this is your pet now, basically, pretty much.
1: Oh, weird. Yeah. So what's he supposed to do with it? He's supposed to like be a secret undercover. Guy? Yeah,
2: weaken their structure. You know, kind of take out any undermine kind of, their. Um... Yeah, undermine any defenses so they okay. can come in and just take Jeez. them, take them out easily.
1: Point of all that? Leave them alone. To conquerors that's what <clears> they want to do. It's weird.
2: If you look at them, they're almost exactly yes, the same. Yes, yes. Cool. I was looking at this one just now. Yeah, with okay. the other one. Oh, but you notice that is Alan right there.
1: Oh, it's Alan.
0: Mm-hmm. because he was like ah, oh, you were faster you were not as yeah. fast as the last one or yep. whatever
2: yeah and then nolan meets debbie and he starts to become a superhero on the planet He, you know talks about how he integrates himself but this time he's a little more cynical about it mm, yeah um who's this villain here i like i like this <laughs> i don't know but he it looks like lo- a
1: road man <laughs> he does
0: it kind of looks like um concrete you know that you know, dark horse yeah. character, Concrete. He's got that yellow stripe. But doesn't... that yellow stripe is so weird. But I just kind of like it. I
2: don't know. He's like maybe he lays in wait on a road. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like booga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he meets Debbie. He meets the Guardians of the Globe. And you know he talks about how like living life as a human was not easy at first. Simple concepts like menial labor and being required to earn a living were completely alien to me. Though the act of physical love made for made for anything other than procreation, was a welcome surprise. So he liked boning. He liked boning. But he didn't like working. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, then he eventually meets the Guardians of the Globe. He never became a member of the team, but they helped him along the way. Some of them he would even consider friends, and he's like playing chess with... He's playing chess with Darkwing. <laughs> yes. I love all these villains.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, there's like this uh, Egyptian alligator crocodile guy... There's like these molten lava men. Lava men, yeah. yeah,
2: good stuff.
0: Didn't we see this guy? That's one of the Maulers.
2: That's one of the, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, he said to be they, some of them became to be um he considered his friends, and but Nolan knew that they would never let him complete his mission, and he knew he would have to they would have to be eliminated, right. As he spent more time on Earth, he became more comfortable, and that started to worry him. Then everything changed when Mark was born. Then everything changed. Your mother was so happy I had no choice but to raise you as a human. I couldn't risk her finding out the truth about me, so I couldn't risk telling you the truth about me. I often thought about taking you and raising you as a Viltrumite in a secluded area of the planet, but I could never bring myself to do it. No matter how hard I tried to distance myself from her emotionally, I couldn't deny that I had grown quite fond of her. Mm.
1: Wasting this woman's life.
2: Mm-hmm. and then he de- so he decided to raise mark as a human because he, he thought it would be a unique case for him having been raised on an alien world and he was happy in his life but he knew it couldn't last uh, when mark developed his powers nolan knew he couldn't wait much longer so he made the first steps on weakening the earth's defenses that's when he you know murdered the guardians of the Globe. Right. and now it's time for mark to join him and prepare the planet for the imminent takeover so this is like the join me mm-hmm. right moment yeah. Yes. Yeah. Join me. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son.
1: But with that kind of setup, do you really think that there would be any other answer except fuck no? Yeah. Because you haven't prepared the way for this right. at all. You haven't set this up well at all. Well,
0: and I mean, he didn't. Yeah. He, no, he really he raised didn't. him as a human. Like the, you said it right so there. I'm saying, like he, he said didn't it. Raise I decided to heat. raise you as a human. Okay. Well, then. You deserve going to be a this. human, You yeah. should
1: have seen this coming. You set him up with this... Well, he's been set up his whole life to reject what you just said. I don't understand why you would think there would be any other answer except, fuck no, oh my, get the fuck away from me. Like, well,
2: he also wasn't prepared to tell him right at this moment either. I think he wanted... Because remember, he's been trying to figure it out, but he... This song. kind of thing
1: takes years and years of brainwashing.
2: Yeah, I'm saying it's like he was probably trying to figure out a way to kind of get it, but yeah. then he got caught in the act of murdering. Yeah, the yeah, but it would have taken time. longer
1: than a 10 minute talk. All yeah. Right. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You can't just reject your whole lifetime full of, well, gee golly, I guess I will become a genocider. Like that just, you know what I mean? That yeah. takes a lot of dastardly underhanded planning and like fucking brainwashing and like i don't know why he thought his response would be anything other than no now we're gonna fight you know what i mean like yeah i don't know i just feel like this dad seems shocked by his son's response
2: yeah uh nolan knows that it's a lot for mark to take in but if he gives it a chance mark will begin to understand mark says it doesn't make any sense and that nolan loves mom and nolan's like stop son listen to me Do you have any idea of our lifespan? The older we get, the slower we age. We can't live among these frail things. Your mother is little more than a pet. Wow, that's fucked up. I see,
1: and if you understand... If your job is to understand the relationship of the people on this planet, you would understand that your son loves his mother. Right. And if you said, your mom is my pet, she's a pet to me, wouldn't you know that your son's reaction to that is going to be a bad reaction right yeah. like so i just feel like wouldn't you start with some sort of mental fuckery wouldn't you mind fuck this kid instead of be like Oh, there go those blah blah blah. Like, wouldn't you try to get under his skin and get like brainwash him into thinking some certain things before you lay all of this on him? He Give can... him a personality disorder or something. Like,
2: well, he tried to think of something, but then he couldn't. So he yeah. says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go full." I'm just gonna
1: full on tell you, I'm Space Hitler. Right. Okay.
2: Well, this only happened because he caught him. Yeah. Exactly. No, Ripping I know, but still,
1: he was like, "We need to talk." What was the talk gonna be?
2: Well, he you know, he could have said like somehow the immortal came back to life and he was trying to hurt me so I took I destroyed him again. Yeah, he uh, didn't that
1: didn't he didn't know that. He, he was didn't... trying to talk to him before that. That's what I'm saying. What oh, was no, that no. talk gonna be? Was it gonna be, hey, um you're gonna live to be thousands of years old, by the way, your mom is like a pet rock and also I like to kill people for fun. It's well, great. Th-
2: he, you're right. He could he should have done it better. He should have been like, you know slowly start with the hey you know yeah. we're gonna live for thousands of years and then as mom gets older yeah it's like you know son you know they just bide they're they're time. frail things bide your time you know kind of slowly leading yeah, into it I'd be like
1: you know that girl you're dating i mean
2: yeah, what but- are you
1: really doing here wouldn't you rather do something more important what if i said you had a higher mission like that's how you do it like over mm-hmm. years and years you're like you have a higher purpose son and then your son develops a personality complex like, yeah, I am more important than these dipshits.
2: You know, and right? then, like, you know, you don't need to go to college because. Yeah, you, you don't know. lay it
1: all on him at once. Like, by the mm-hmm. way, you're a space Hitler. Let's do some genocides. What do yeah. you say? Yeah. He's going to be like, no. Uh,
2: yeah, That's basically right. Because he goes on to tell <laughs> Mark that uh, Viltrum DNA is so pure and Mark is nearly full blooded. <laughs> um, and then he goes on, I can mate with any alien comparable evolutionary development and it would produce the same results. This
1: guy's so gross.
2: Uh, They live for thousands of years and everyone Mark knows will be dead before he looks 30. Trust me, son, this is the only way. Well, not exactly true, but, you Mm. know. He he reaches over, he puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, trust me, son, this is the only way. And Mark slaps his hand off him and he's like, don't touch me.
1: He goes, calm down.
2: No, I will not calm down.
1: (laughs) All I told you was that you're a space Hitler and we're going to go do genocides. Calm down.
2: and he goes this is insane what did you expect to hear that i'm gonna enslave my friends for a bunch of <laughs> aliens i've never even met yeah man. this is my life these are my people
1: right like
2: i liked that line yeah, i did this, like that yeah. Yeah. i was like yeah he was like what not- were you
1: thinking bro <laughs> no Wait, no bro
2: It makes me wonder actually how old nolan is at this point right he's, I do he's gotta wonder be that, yeah he's gotta be in his like definitely like Five to hundreds, hundreds or of thousands, years. you know? Thousands of years. Because he's like, You're not thinking this through. We have a responsibility to our world. And he's all like, I don't give a damn about Veltram or anything you tell me. I don't care if I live a million years. This is my home and I will not let you
1: destroy it. So we, we got a good reading on this guy earlier, like twice. It was mm-hmm. this situation where. You, you called I, it pretty early. I could have just stayed out of this, but I know what's right. And I even though I don't like this guy, he doesn't deserve to die, and I, I'm not the judge and jury and executioner. That's not my call. I need to save this guy's life, but also stop him from doing bad things. So here, it's like he's like, no, I'm not going to fucking do all this shit. But now it's like, okay, well, this is your dad. So yeah. what, what's it going to come down to, though? Like, sure, you don't like what he's saying, but are you going to go all the way with this? Because you might have to to stop this guy to save the earth this guy's willing to do a lot. What about you? Like, so yeah. now I'm wondering, like he's in kind of a rock and a hard place. Like this is where the immovable force meets the unstoppable, whatever. And it's kind of like,
3: yeah, well,
1: how you know, you're going to have to choose though, because to save the earth, you might have to fucking take a life and it might have to be your father's life. So it's that very, like that ultimate trope of like the son fighting the dad and all this shit. Right. Really, you know, but
0: Nolan is prepared to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. He'll do. it. Like, he's like
1: I will literally murder he's you. He's like
0: I can't let you interfere. I
1: he, yes. he I straight up believe that he will kill his own son and will not care about it at all.
3: Oh yeah, totally.
0: I don't
1: believe that his son is prepared to kill his dad to save the earth.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: At this point. Which is really interesting dynamic like I don't know if he'll get there. Let's see like what's going to happen. So at this point I am invested in this kind of like will he won't he kind yeah,
2: of thing. Yeah, I know yeah and like you say like Nolan says son you don't understand what you're saying I can't let you interfere Mark's like I know exactly what I'm saying so be it
1: I, I will now murder my own son And then he's uh, ready dude and
2: then Invincible moves to attack Omnia yeah and, and That's so, the end of the issue, and that's and, the end of
1: the. That's the end of the thing. And
0: Omni Man makes a fist too. Yeah, they both. He does. Like, yes. Yes. It's like uh, it, I think what's cool about this is I don't know. Fight scenes are so many times like I mean fight scenes in comics. Like come on, I mean fight scenes. I all the skip
1: time. most of them. They have to be really interesting. Yeah. Well done, well drawn, dynamic. I mean, you have to be a fucking awesome artist, good storyboarder. Yeah. It's got to be really fucking good for but me this to not skip like, over.
0: Uh, this is a father son relationship that's been building for twelve issues, and this is your Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is your, pretty good. Yeah. Like, I think this is like a good build up to a fight scene. Like, I'm excited to see yeah. a fight scene. Like, and normally, I don't know that that's the part of the comic that maybe is not the most interesting thing. Or, well, I, I wonder know. what
1: kind of creative things the son is going to do to get out of this sticky wicket. A right. Like, he's got to save the people of Earth, but he's also got to stop his dad, but he doesn't want to kill anyone, so what's he going to do? Right. You know? So, and he's also got to not die. Right. His dad looks pretty capable of murdering pretty of much just, like, anyone. Yes. tearing
0: him in half yeah, for, so, like, in an instant.
1: I'm, uh, yeah. So that is something, like you said, this has been... Very well built up over the course of all of these issues. Yeah. It's been a steady through yes. line, and uh, that is, you know, that takes a lot of planning.
2: They were watching Day of the Dead just a couple issues ago together uh, on the couch. Yeah, and and you know, like he flies up. He the whole reason Mark is there is because he saw his dad in trouble on the TV. Yeah, and so right. he flies over oh, to help.
0: Right, that's right. And so he yeah. wasn't
2: expecting this this exposition dump of I'm really evil, Face Hitler. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like to commit genocides in my he spare time. He was just time. trying to
0: get his comic signed.
2: Yeah, he, know, that's it. He that just kid. he just got him signed. Jeez. Wait, did he? like fly home and drop them then get he a left seat and go there did he, oh they just went flying
0: they in went the air flying. Yeah. he just left them there that's upsetting hopefully the comic book guy like knows you know it. he and did he, he picked, picked all him, of oh, yeah. picked up his comics he hey, he got a a his he's not a regular yeah <laughs> he put well, him in his box he said uh i gotta go pick up my comics so he's, he's got, got a, a subscription there. there yeah i like how we're thinking about the local comic book store guy he's a good guy yeah he's a good
1: guy but he needs to grow mustache with the beard <laughs> i think it would be a better look for him
2: oh man so when i was there when, okay when this was starting to come out around that time like i didn't have the mustache with the goatee because i didn't like the way it looked at the time no no, no but he has a <laughs>
1: connecting beard it goes all the way it's not oh, just a goatee
2: so you're saying that he he's he has got,
1: the whole beard okay well and then no cut, mustache. All, cut you had just out. a goatee no this isn't this is this is part of the conversation i'm okay with it Having just a goatee is a thing that people do, but having the whole entire beard—that's a Mennonite thing. <laughs> maybe he's Mennonite. Maybe he's Mennonite. You know what? Okay, maybe he is. Maybe but, he is. Uh, he wouldn't be because he works at a comic book shop. Well, Checkmate. Maybe he just left the church, but he maybe do? he did. But he, he's attached to that beard; he can't <laughs> yeah. get rid of it yet. All right. Just can't get rid of it.
0: Yeah, but I'm excited. So we're gonna come back and and uh, what about a month? Or like, we'll I mean, go- we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll come back in a couple weeks, but we're just doing when this do one I issue, get to right? Pick a thing. No,
2: it's two issues next. Two issues. Oh, it's two yeah. issues. So Sweet. it's it's what's next and then a and then a wrap up and then that's gonna be the end of Invincible okay. for a while. For a little nice. while. A little while. Yeah. Well, when do I get you. to pick a thing? Whenever you want. Whenever yeah, I just want? Just tell mm-hmm. me. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
3: I will.
1: Occasionally it seems like it shifted tones so dramatically that I wasn't sure how to read it. So like maybe I, I feel mm. like I got a little bit of whiplash, but at the same time, you reminded me that it was created like 20 years ago or something, like in an era where yeah. that was kind of the it was like a a new sort of style, right? And so uh, this was something that was kind of hadn't wasn't around a whole lot, or maybe it was just starting to become a popular type of storytelling mm-hmm. device or whatever. So like, so while some of it seems a little one dimensional ish esque. You were saying that that's that's um those are jokes those are like, archetype, archetypal studies of like,
2: of like yeah different the current, types of comics. what what, yeah. what was
1: the current like theme those were supposed to be like like um either satire or something which is I understand mm-hmm. like I get that like it just was to me I was like well, so what are, what is this that we're looking at it just seemed like there was a lot of a lot of it was that and then some of it was this really intense world building all of a sudden and it was like now we're getting serious and we're doing all this world building and so it was like um it kind of flipped back and forth between that a lot and so i was talking to you about that and you kind of gave me your perspective on that which was that you read it a different way and all this stuff And yeah
2: well when i when i started reading it um it was i had just gotten back into comics when i started reading invincible and um it kind of gave me that nostalgic feeling from when i read comics in the 80s right okay you know kind of like because like like Robert, I wonder
1: if it was written in that spirit as well. I, I think it was because I think why I think Robert
2: I think Robert Kirkman is like that kind of yeah. um, he, he is a, a fan of the stuff that went on. Sure, through, yeah. Like the Claremont and you know Walt Simonson yeah. and there's long form storytellings yes. in the comics and I feel like um I feel like that's where that's where I get the nostalgia for it because yeah. like, it kind of gave me that feeling but without all the description boxes. And yes, <laughs> and exactly. And like it kind that. of all that fell yeah, away, balloons. which is good. So that
1: is, that's really good. And so he, he was able to take those elements that you loved and felt nostalgic for and Mm -hmm. kind of shed a lot of the stuff that you were not nostalgic for. So that's really interesting to me. And so hearing that from your perspective, I was like, oh, that kind of gave me a different way of looking at it. And so. I kind of, uh, when we read through it this time together, it kind of, I tried to read it with those, those glasses on, okay. you know, and so yeah. I did see a little bit more of that. And so I was able to kind of step back and sort of reevaluate that from that standpoint, which was really useful and helpful. He's trying to give you it this flavor and this style and then turn it on its head really quickly. And so that's an interesting thing for the time that it was written. I'm sure like that's.
2: Well, I think it's also, too, like, um, he's taking, like, tropes, you know, like, the Guardians of the Globe or clearly the Justice League. Yes, and, you know, yes, we're seeing obviously. We're seeing things that are clearly, like, you know this trope from comics, mm-hmm. and I think he's using that as kind of a stepping stone, so he doesn't, as part of the world building. Right. So he's, like, taking this, like, this is what you know of comics, and this is the story I'm going to tell, and I'm going to yes. take it in this kind of direction, And kind we of talked way.
1: about that with Venture Bros, about how, yeah. like, like, the cartoons that you liked back then, like, they were like, well, oh, it's very, obviously, it starts off as, like, this is, like, a Johnny Quest, and this is the other cartoon and this is the other cartoon this is the other one this is the other one but it's like rereading it going through it this time with your perspective i was able to kind of appreciate it in a different way and so i really appreciated you Mm -hmm. um taking the time to to talk with me about that before we got started because that really helped me sort of look at it and recontextualize it okay i think
2: yeah and then also i I'm saying, listening to how your perspective is it is, like, me making me look at it through a different lens as well. Because, like, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, I took it this way," but then you point out, "You, know, you took it this way," and I'm like, "Oh, I can see your point." But on the that. fact
1: that it could be taken multiple yeah. ways is is so interesting to me, and I can see more of your perspective on it too. And I am glad that exactly. I read it because I know that a lot of people are familiar with the story, and so uh, now that I'm familiarizing myself with it, I do want to I do want to be able to look at it from that perspective, and I think that that's really useful, especially. Cause it's a book club, and that's what exactly. we're here to do. So I was really excited <laughs> it's a book club to be able and that's to do friendship. that. Yeah, that's, that's what a book club's
2: all about. That's right. Well, and then like I've read the whole thing, and so hearing right you know, exactly, I here, haven't wait. read it. No, hearing your perspective lets me go in and kind of read it, kind of like from with, <laughs> think about how you thought how you would see these things. And, stuff and I like don't that.
1: think it's bad by yeah. any means. I think it's great. This is obviously very good, but it's to the you know there was parts of it that I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know about this, but then. So I was able to kind of put that in a different way yeah. so yeah
0: yeah i really um I really enjoyed it I like uh because it pays homage to so many different things, I like look exploring all the different characters, all the different designs, I like the colors, I like the feel of the whole universe oh yeah um I think there's the storyline the main storyline of like invincible and his dad and what's going to happen right and then there's like the stuff that's happening with invincible in his life where he's just like having random fights and i think sometimes that stuff is it seems like it drags or maybe that's some of the part where the writing doesn't feel as strong or maybe it has like these like high school cliches that are well i felt
1: like it's attempting to like make fun of cliches but sometimes i felt like it ended up just being cliche because i didn't know what they were trying to do because a lot of it is earnest and some of it maybe isn't so i i I feel like i couldn't tell the difference and maybe that's just me like my style of reading i'm just kind of take everything at face value and that might just be like my problem like a personal problem so i was really grateful for aubrey's lending his um point of view because i was able to um read it in a different way which i think is is great to be able to do that so yeah
0: but i think like also we're taking it apart too so i think if you read it like this is like the 11th issue so like if you were reading like the whole 12 issues. Right, like, right, right, right. If, like Invincible is fighting the elephant and then he's fighting Doc seismic. And then he's like <laughs> – okay. and it's like – and I think
1: – And then the girl says something pithy. And, yeah, you know.
0: and it's like – and it kind of um, – like Aubrey said, it uses those tropes as like a stepping stone. It's almost like right. a yeah. story shortcut where yes. you're like, okay, you already know that and then here's what we're going to do with it. Yeah. And this – we don't trying. have to show you the whole thing. Yes. I might have been trying I mean?
1: too hard too to, to, to be taking it in to be like – so if, is he making fun of the trope that none of the girls have pants? Because if he is, no one seems to be saying anything about it. And if he's just unaware of it, then, and he's doing it, or if he is aware of it and he's doing it anyway and he's not calling attention to it, then what is the point of that? Is it really calling out a trope or is it just doing the trope again? So, like, for me, I might have just been, like, thinking about shit way too hard and way too much. Right. And so, like, when Aubrey was like, ah, she just kind of made me nostalgic for, like, Comics that I read. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let me just read this and just read it for what it is at face value and just kind of, you know, let it go when the dialogue is not as good as because the- some of it is great. Like there's yeah. a lot of it that's really interesting and dynamic and like, ooh, big, bright, colorful daggers in my brain that I'm like, wow, this is tense. This is going to be really tense.
0: You know, I know we're going to read some more with Aubrey here on the show, but I think even beyond that, I want to see the cartoon and I could see myself. I know Aubrey's got the compendium and stuff like that. I could see myself like going like, hey, you know, let me borrow that. I'll I'll, I'll oh, fucking yeah. read the rest of this shit. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I like this kind of stuff, yeah.
2: too. I guess another thing I also like about this is like the same it's like. It's a story that never goes back to the status quo. Everything just keeps I like moving that. forward. I do like you know? that. yeah. Oh well, yeah. Okay. I hate that when it's. And I yeah. think you know, I think it's the benefit of being you know Robert Kirkman's creator own uh, book. Yeah. It um, has an ending. Yeah. Well, it like has you said a, with Hellboy, it, it never a, goes back to the. It never yeah. does yeah. a
1: rebooter or whatever.
2: Yeah, and so I I really appreciate that, and it's like yeah. that takes a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it really does, and it, you know, it, it it stays a consistent voice throughout the whole story. You Excellent. know, and like Ryan Otley stays on the book pretty much the entire thing i Um, i'd
0: I'd read it just for that i'd read it just to keep checking out ryan otley's artwork and then uh cory
2: cory walker the original artist will come back for like 12 issues and then ryan otley finishes it off for the last 12 issues
0: nice so
1: let me give you a little break there ryan otley and give you a little (laughs) vacay
0: yeah yeah awesome that was a great episode, Aubrey. Thank you so much for doing the notes this week. I really needed that. Oh, no problem. Uh, I really needed the week off of notes. And um, <laughs> that was a great discussion. I'm excited to hear what you guys thought of Invincible. And now Aubrey's going to say all the
2: things. All right, everybody, that's uh, Invincible Part 3. I want to hear what you thought. Have you read it before? Did you see the story beat coming this way? I want to know. Send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmember. Book members. Sorry, on Twitter at bookclubmembers with an S. Uh, <laughs> you can also find all of our information on our Podbean website and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, in our Facebook about section. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gartahan for the theme music. Thank you, Paul. Or our letters theme music. Not letters, not letters. Listener feedback. Okay, let me say that. Feedback. (laughs) No, it's not that time. (laughs) Um, A special thank you to Paul for our listener feedback theme. Our theme music is by Only Beast. Special thank you to John for doing all this amazing editing and keeping it all in your head from like one podcast to another. <laughs> Danielle, thank you for all your great insights today. I love hearing everything you want to say. You can find your podcast wherever you get your podcast from, and uh, um, also open up the iTunes and give us that five star review. That would be very helpful. It'd be very helpful with the charts and stuff. Yes, please do. Uh, and tell a friend if you're if you're enjoying this and you think that they would like it. You know, let them know. Yes, tell lots of friends. Next week. We are reading Frankenstein Alive Alive by <laughs> You got a Saturday night fever feel was, going yeah, on right that there.
3: That's
2: great. Well, you said it has an exclamation point, but it does. It does. Uh, it, does. Um,
3: <laughs> it does.
2: By Stephen Niels and Bernie Wrightson. And we're gonna be joined yes. by our good friend Hayden Orr. Oh club member can't wait. Yes. Uh so you know what to do. Pull out them back issues, trades, issues, floppies, get the hoopla app, get the comixology app. And uh, join us next week on Book Club Member Comics.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a lizard villain in a
2: wig. (laughs) And I'm Aubrey Lovelace saying, where the hell is Earth? (laughs) Yes. (laughs)